three. Welcome to the uh, next episode of the uh, smartest Amazon seller in the room. This podcast, we have 52 reviews on iTunes. That means that is the extent of my influence. I have 52 friends and family that at my request will pull out their phones and write some nice things. Why do they do it? I don't think I'm all that persuasive, but I, I, I can be a little persistent. You know, here I am making another episode. That's not, I, I, I kind of joke about that. I, there are plenty of those. Some of those reviews are organic. I, I know that because I've interacted with, with many of the listeners already. Um, but if you have a chance, you know, leave a review or rating. Uh, if you have any criticism, that's awesome right there. I'll look at it. And if you have some really harsh criticism, just send it to me in my in Instagram and I'll take it like a, like an adult after crying, you know, and I've gotten a lot of subjects that I, I look forward to covering, uh, because of some of the conversations, but if you have anything to cover, let me know. And, um, but more than that, if you have like any insights or corrections on things that I've said, I also appreciate that. I think that we stand to gain from uh, what others have learned. I don't look at any single person as a competitor on Amazon, even our number one competitor. Number one. Uh, if I were to be thinking of our wholesale business, uh, would probably be you know the likes of Etails or uh, I don't know Pharma Packs. Um, even our top competitors, we are only competing against each other on like five uh, percent of our listings. So even if I told them all of my secrets and they used them, I don't think that it would make that big of a difference to me. So Amazon's a huge ocean and we are all just little drops in that. And uh, so, so feel free to share. If you've got some insight, uh, let others know. You know, I, if you want credit for it, that's awesome. I could uh, pay it forward. And, uh, cause there's some things that I haven't quite figured out yet. You know, some things do require like actual experimentation. Um, and then Amazon can also change things. So, um, one thing I'm trying to get a hold of is an idea of how influential a conversion from a sponsored product listing is into the organic search ranking. I mean, ultimately that's the idea of why you advertise is, to bring a great, great product to market so that you don't always have to advertise all the time. And so something regarding the organic search ranking is, uh, is something that I'm looking into. So if you have any insights, let me know. Uh, last week I was uh, deep into uh, bid adjustments and that's kind of why I had this on my mind. You know, I was creating negative keywords uh, and maximizing budgets. I was doing this through, I, I was writing code for this. Uh, you can do this in Excel and there are probably 20 services out there that have built uh, some cool tools, some of them uh, very pricey. And, uh, but without refinement on advertising, you know, you'll throw away a few thousand dollars. So it's definitely something to get on top of. Two or three times I have had to do a full reset on our campaigns. I've like told our team, I'm like, hey, I don't like the way things are trending. I'm going to just turn off all our campaigns. We're going to turn them back on one at a time. So we, uh, and uh, that's just because I think that uh, sponsored products changes so much. 
and uh, the attention that it's getting is just ramping up. And so things are getting more costly for the same activity that we were doing just a few years ago. And I, I, I'm looking for insights here. So anyone that can teach me anything about sponsored products, please do. But today's subject, we're going to cover liquidating inventory. This may be a quicker episode, but I've got some ideas. We manage the largest catalog of products on Amazon. Uh, we currently have about 80,000 ASINs. We've had as much as 110,000 at a point in time. And you can imagine that it's not super easy, specifically when you're looking at your losers. So we have uh, built uh, a methodology around this. We call it Fire Cell. This is a... Uh, a Tobias Fugue-inspired name. If you know Arrested Development, when he uh, tries to get himself on a commercial and he is taking the word fire cell and, but he's like pretending like the fire is burnt, uh, a building is burning down, but it's actually just a fire cell. Well, but this is a, uh, this is a hell of a problem for us. We bring all of the relevant data that we possibly can we got the page views, the storage fees, the sales history, and, and, and like probably 30 other data points so that when we're looking at a product that is not selling, you know, it's in its 180 days or even older, that we know uh, we have all the data there to, to make the decision in the moment because sometimes the worst thing you could do is to make no decision. So that's what I always encourage our uh, team members to do is that if you're looking at a product, just do whatever you can to like find a decision to make. Even if maybe there are sometimes the decision is patience, but that you do that. And so what we do, if patience is the decision, well, anytime we like we uh, look at a product, we actually mark a button that says, uh, you know, we call it, it's, we've visited a product and, uh, and the moment we like check that box, our system doesn't pop it up for six weeks because, uh, you know, it's not like you want to look at this product every Monday. You're like, oh my goodness, this product is not selling or it only sold one this last week. Sometimes you just want to make a decision and then like, you know, change, adjust a price and not look at it for a period of time because you have other fish to fry. So get in the mindset of, you know, why and what you're trying to accomplish here. And you're answering one question. Why does this product not sell? If you refer to my previous podcast, um, it comes down to one of three reasons. It's discoverability, click-through, or conversion. Now, I may sound like a broken record if you've heard me say those three things, but like that's just it just comes down to that. One of those three things you, shoppers are not doing. They either cannot find the product or they see the product and it just doesn't inspire them based off of their what they're searching or they they do click on the product and they're not converting. So, if I, you know, when I, I look through the lens of those three things, what am I trying to accomplish and why is it, you know, if I'm answering why is this product not selling, I guarantee you it's one of those three things. I love looking at uh, Amazon product, uh, sorry, like say uh, search terms through this lens. Right now I've got something pulled up, sugar-free ketchup. And it's just so fascinating to see what people uh, accomplish when, uh, they present their pages and we had a product that was, 
you know, ranking maybe number eight or nine here. And I knew it wasn't going to get any sales because its picture just sucked. It's, it's titling just wasn't eye popping or it didn't like say like some of the buzzwords like, uh, you know, uh, non GMO or vegan, gluten free, paleo friendly, no high fructose corn syrup, or cane sugar, whole 30 compliant. Those are the types of things that people are, are already wanting to know when they're buying, um, you know, sugar-free ketchup. That's why they're looking for that. They're looking for an interesting type of food thing. And so if you can't present that in a very good way, even if you're ranking on the front page, people are going to click on you. I look at the competitors and I'm like, yep, I would buy this all day, every day. So like, you know, always uh, use your gut to help you through why a product is not selling. You have to put yourself in the mindset of a shopper. But with that in mind, here's some of uh, the ideas that we enact and that I, over the years, have designed around. You know, I, we, I built uh, this fire cell uh, liquidating inventory tool probably about five years ago. And every year, you know, we make a little bit of refinements and there's a lot you can do with a product to uh, change its trajectory. Um, and uh, one of the biggest changes was using the uh, Keepa add-on, the plugin for uh, Chrome or uh, or Firefox. Or um, there's also a Helium 10 uh, plugin that shows a lot of this information. Uh, this stuff is awesome for looking at, you know, telling the story of a product. You can see, is this a seasonal product? Is this selling more than a few times a week or a month? Um, if it's a slow moving product, anytime on uh, Keepa, you see the down tick on the sales rank. That's when a sale happened. So sometimes you're looking at a slow moving product and you see like three down ticks in a month. Well, you know that it sold three times. And uh, with that insight, it helps you kind of have an idea like, okay, I have 50 units. Well, that's going to get, if I'm only selling three a month, I got to do something to speed that up. Or maybe you're fine with that because it's got a good margin. You're like, okay, I'm going to play the long game. Um, but keep it kind of like really helped me tell the story of what's happened with a product and, and, and where it's, where it's going to help influence these decisions. So you should use one of those. Um, now, here's just some of the, you know, we're looking at a product and uh, some of the things that you have at your disposal to do. You know, you could always discount it. That's the, uh, the laziest but also most effective uh, way to uh, encourage people to buy the product. I like to think of things in price bands. Um, there is no difference between a $12.99 product and a $13.99 Tell me a customer that like made a decision around that, unless the competition was also at twelve ninety nine nine. If this is like a, if this is the only product in the segment or it's the best, you're only going to start changing decisions when you know you go from a different band to another. Like you go from a fourteen ninety nine to a nine ninety nine, or uh, I I think the twenty five dollar uh, price point is actually very significant as well. Uh, so, you know, you should think about like, if you're, if you're close to getting into a new one, say you're at 5499. Well, if you go to 4999, um, that definitely will motivate, uh, a few people because they just kind of see the purchase differently. Uh, what, uh, 
they're willing to put out for it. So discounting it, I hate it, but it does work. And sometimes you just have to do it. But that's kind of a last resort. I don't know why I started with the last resort, but it's just the most obvious thing you could do. Uh, if you want to be a little bit more creative than a discount, you use a coupon. Like I said in my previous podcast, you know, if your product is uh, $29.99 with a $10 coupon, that's better than a, a product that is $19.99 because you are both getting uh, the, uh, the adrenaline or the, uh, you know, the, the added motivation that someone feels like they're getting a, a deal, they're getting a perceived value, and you're also getting a badge. You're getting a beefy badge of $10. So uh, coupons are absolutely something you could do to encourage this to sell. Coupons, again, they affect the click-through and the conversion I actually think they really help conversion when someone clicks on that button to get it. They're like already investing themselves in the conversion process. Um, a lot of our, you know, the, some, some of these uh, tactics are probably geared towards uh, wholesalers and resellers. Some of these, uh, there's a few ideas here that will help some private label, but this is one that is probably just for wholesalers is to do a UPC search. So, um, you, hopefully you have, you know, you know, the UPC of that product. Well, you'd be surprised what a UPC search into Amazon can do. It can bring up uh, some different variations. It could probably show you, you know, sometimes there's a, the main product page, you know, a lot of these, uh, get duplicated into multiple pages. People create different, uh, listings and sometimes your product ends up on those, on those kind of, uh, second or third tier listings. And the decision, you know, when you see those is like, well, I can merge this or I can create a variation off of this. You know, I've got a set of two and this guy's got a set of one, but he's got all the reviews and all the traffic. I can merge this onto it. Um, and especially if you feel like it's giving the shopper a better experience because sometimes they, they actually want to see that. So, um, we'll merge or, uh, just do some things to combine the traffic to make sure that our products are placed a little bit better. Um, a lot of times we will, uh, with these ones, we'll actually remove a single unit. Believe it or not, there are many products that we sell that we have never even looked at before. And having a product in hand can help you most on what to do. Uh, if It'll give you a chance to, you know, to maybe even do a better picture of it and uh, to, to, to make it... Uh, slightly more attractive. So we kind of have a system where we will return a single unit. It only costs us 50 cents to uh, return it and uh, to make sure that, because sometimes the, 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 this is an annoying thing, is, is the unit quantity. I have seen it change on a product page before. So that's one uh, good thing about returning it is you know exactly what the unit quantity that you have is. And sometimes you actually have the wrong quantity and you need to return them all or you're going to get shut down on that listing. So let's see. I mean, obviously you can advertise, you can do sponsored products and uh, target uh, certain keywords. You could do some automatic. I'd say at the very least, you know, do a two cent automatic campaign and uh, see if you get any, uh, you know, really cheap traction maybe even five cents or 10 cents. So let's say really cheap clicks can get uh, you some uh, interesting results without much cost to you. Um, and then the one of the most obvious things, if you, if you at all costs, if you can, 
is to get a solid primary image. Um, you want it to sell the entire product. You want it to sell the story. This is what people are clicking on. This is what they're buying. Uh, you cannot go too big on an image. This Instagram world that we live in, we make lots of choices on images and we're really accustomed to it. Sometimes a product is suppressed and you need to go in and find out why because like maybe the brand information isn't quite right or uh, some of the specs that that subcategory requires. So uh, there there are many uh, reasons. Sometimes I try and find the, the product organically. I'm like, how are people actually finding this? What's this competition look like? So I type in the keywords that it would take to get there. And I just want to see it in the wild. That's always helpful. Um, but sometimes we destroy products uh, because, like I said, inaction can be the worst decision. You could be spending a few more months on fees, so you might as well destroy it now. Or if you have a liquidation option, uh, we we uh, we have a, a brick and mortar with like a, this Amazon uh, overstock, and we would kind of unload some inventory there. It's not super cost effective, but like, you know, you see some products that like, they just have value. You know, people will, will buy that and that's where they can get a real deal. We've had, I've had very little success with actual liquidators out there. I've sent them our products before and, uh, our mix of products, they're just not huge on because it's not, it's not like a regular, we don't have the quantities that they're looking for. You know, liquidators are often looking for they want to, they're, they're making a turn on that. And so they're like, well, what can I sell more of? And it's easier if it's a higher value product and uh, it's a continue, you know, you, it, they have a continual flow of this product. So liquidators have not been very fruitful for us. And um, so it, when those have happened, we've had to destroy products. Last year, 2018, we probably destroyed more than we've ever done. And uh, fortunately, we're not destroying nearly as much this year uh, because they got rid of the six-month fee. Ah, that is so big for liquidation. The fact that you have six more months without, without having to consider fees, I love that. That kind of like knocked my socks off when I saw them getting rid of that. I hated when they put that in. So when they got rid of it, big deal. And I've been actually on the call with, with some Amazon employees and then I sent them a report and analysis of how much we are saving because of them getting rid of the six-month fee. It, it saves us $200,000 and it allows us a lot of flexibility in what decisions that we can make. You know, if you get a liquidation process where you're just good at this, uh, you should be feeling like you're clearing up a few hundred dollars, you know, every five minutes. That's how I feel. We have a queue that shows us our worst products every, you know, in order based off of, you know, how much inventory we have invested, how, what's its fees like, what's its current sales trajectory. And uh, it's designed that I can see the worst products first. And when you're doing that and you're making decisions, you know, you could be clearing up hundreds of dollars every five minutes. Um, now, if you're private label and you're invested in this product and you're still kind of having to think about uh, liquidation scenarios, you're in a situation that I think gives you the ultimate test chamber, you know, because you can be a little bit more patient and uh, really uh, spend some time on our product. I, 
you know, you can see the results from what you've done. I, I would, I would be trying to edit something once a day of like, you know, either an image or your title or your bullet points, just like constantly iterate, get better. Uh, you know, talk to what people, you know, show this in front of other shoppers of like what they like, what they don't like, why would they buy it? Why would they not? You're never going to get a perfect, but you'll likely get some real attention as you stick with it. I, um, I've covered a few of the things already, but, uh, you know, with, with private label, I would, you know, spend more time on the advertising as well, you know, create multiple campaigns for one, uh, uh, product just so you can like see, uh, a little bit more clearly and isolate because you don't want to spend a lot of money. You want a chance to isolate the different, uh, keywords and put them in, uh, you know, different budgets and then be like, okay, what about if I can, what if I, if I compete on competitive keywords or I compete, um, bid on, uh, competitors branded terms or my own branded terms, or, uh, what if it's automatic? What if I do a manual and I just do like long tail keywords? I, I would just divide it up into like five different campaigns right there. You could probably think of a few more and uh, start low and uh, see if any of them get you results. And um, I mean, if you're in private label, you have a chance, even if you're in like a liquidation mode, you have a chance of, you know, I bet you one out of uh, five, if you start really iterating, you know, you could turn a, uh, a loser into back into a winner. Um, so... Uh, these are the perspectives that I think about when it comes to liquidating inventory. And I'd love to hear about your guys' ideas. I, uh, this can represent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars uh, when you get products that kind of just get stuck. And this is really just a place that just takes hard work uh, and experience. I can look at a product page and, you know, just know like within a few seconds, like what it needs and what we have to do. And I know I have only gotten that intuition because of uh, time spent in it. And uh, hopefully you can enjoy it. And uh, you know, when you're, when you're being effective here, you're just going to enjoy it more. So there you have it. Thank you for joining. And I hope to see you in the future. And, uh, I'm just trying to help you and our business just actually make changes that help us sell on Amazon better. Um, that's that. Okay. Thanks guys. Talk to you later. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.